We place you on the highest place for you and the great high place. We place you high above all else. presents your message that pray that you speak through him we pray that everything you say will be spirit and the truth and we pray that you be with the listeners out there that you open their minds and their hearts to be able to understand and take in uh, what is brought to them tonight and pray that it will um, open their hearts to want to know you more father and grow closer to you praise in Jesus name amen amen, amen. So good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, once again, this is your brother Paul Offen uh, coming to you live on Benya's uh, FM or Benya's uh, Facebook page. And also, you take me live on my own Facebook page. Some people will take it from the YouTube. If you are watching me from YouTube, please just hit the subscription button so that whenever I am on live, 
you will first get the notification. Some people will also watch me from WhatsApp. That will link them to YouTube or the Facebook. So I thank you that you always follow me when I come online. And uh, um, God bless you for doing that. Because there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from uh, what we are teaching now. And also, I thank all of my followers from all over the world, those in Pakistan, those in India, those in other parts of Africa, America, and Europe. I thank you all that you always follow me. Those who come to the program, I always see your names, not that uh, I don't recognize you. Thank you also for following me. Uh, tonight, we're going to continue our series of, you know, lessons on the uh, topic, Do Demons Exist Today? Do Demons Exist Today? And uh, this is the third part. We've done the first and second. So I will advise that if tonight is the first time that you are coming into this program or you are following me, uh, can you please... Uh, maybe look for part one and two and also listen to them because that will help you to understand the lesson better. Because the part one gives you the introduction lesson and continue to part two and this part three. Now, uh, we started by saying do demons exist? And before I dive into it proper, I still remind you that the coronavirus is still around with us. So remember to uh, put on your mask anytime you go into people, let the mask cover your nose and your mouth, okay? Uh, and also remember to wash your hands uh, 20 seconds uh, with soap and under running water. Uh, whenever you touch anything, or even if you don't touch anything because this virus are uh, some things that you don't see, so you can also wash your hand and also maintain your two meter or one meter uh, social distance. Now, let's recap what we have learned so far from part one and two. In part one, we are uh, trying to define what uh, demons are. And we know that demons are agents of the devil that they use to harass people. And then we ask the question, do they exist? Yes, sure, they do exist because James chapter 2 verse 9 confirmed that. And also Paul, uh, his letter to the brothers in Ephesians, uh, he also said that we are not fighting with flesh and blood, but with these spirits around there. So we know these demons, the Bible confirmed, they all, uh, all exist. And then uh, I said that the what prompted this lesson is that there was a 90-year-old woman who was being uh, tagged as a witch. And because of that, uh, the people in the northern Ghana, some of them took the law into their own hands and lynched this lady and killed this poor uh, 90-year-old woman because they said she was a witch. And that saddened my heart. So I said, why don't you do this lesson for people to know? Because scripture says, lack of knowledge, my people really perish. And uh, we also talk about the operations of these demons during 
the time of our Lord Jesus Christ and also uh, his apostles. And then we refer ourselves to a prophecy from the book of Zechariah, chapter 13, verse 1 to 3, where the prophet Zechariah made it clear that a time is coming where a fountain from David's house uh, will come and on that day is going to wipe out all evil spirits from the land and also the prophets from the land. And there are some gods or some idols that their names will not be remembered anymore. So uh, this is what we uh, have established so far. So please look for part one and two and that will help you to understand. And as I said, all those who are online just now, I can recognize you. Uh, I don't want to mention people's name and leave some people. So thank you all for coming online and uh, follow these lessons. Please, as you watch this, do share with other people and invite more people for this lesson because uh, it, it, it's uh, you know an in-depth lesson that we're going to uh, study. Now, what we are going to talk about today, it's others who also, uh, uh, you know, cast out demons. Last week, we studied that it's only Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles that were given those powers to cast out demons. And remember, some people try to cast the demons, but demons ask them questions that, I know Jesus, I know Paul, who was an apostle, but who are you? Which means not everybody can cast out demons. Now, what we see when we read the New Testament, we see that uh, before Jesus and his apostles started casting out demons, some uh, Jews uh, uh, also were, you know, uh, practicing what we call uh, exorcism. Exorcism is a practice whereby uh, some people say they have power to cast out demons. So during Jesus' time, these people were there, but they were mainly Jews that were also saying that they cast out demons. Okay. Now among these Jews were the false prophets who were using demonic spirit um, in their operations. So there were people that were saying that they can also cast out demons. So when Jesus and his apostles started doing that, these people were, were also working alongside with them. So who were using the genuine spirit of God to do this? This is what we are going to you know, learn today. And there are some people in the system today that also use demons to cast out demons. And we talk about that because it's a question that came in the Bible that we're trying to solve it. So just be aware that in Jesus' days, these exorcists were still existing and casting out demons. Okay. In Mark chapter 9, verse 38 to 39, we see that some apostles were questioning the authority of this kind of, you know, Jewish exorcists, those who claim that they can cast out demons. Why were the apostles questioning them? Because the apostles knew very well that they were the people mandated, okay, by Jesus Christ to cast out demons. So when they saw somebody else saying you can cast out demons, they questioned that. Now, we read that from John, uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 38. Let's see uh, uh, how they question uh, Jesus on that. It says, John 
I'm reading Mark chapter 9, verse 38 to 39. John said to him, he said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Now here, People read and the people are thinking that there were other people because he said he used Jesus' name to cast out demons. They think that this is also from God. No, there were some people at Jesus' time, these are the Jewish exorcists, who were also casting out demons. But they were using different spirits from the devil's old camp to do that. It's like in the present time, in my country, Ghana, where I come from, we have some people called the fetish priests. Uh, locally, we call them a comfort. Right. These people say they have powers. But which powers? It's the devilish powers that they, they have, demonic powers. But they use this kind of powers to cast out what they call the witchcraft. So, in a way, this is what these people were doing. And the apostles, when they saw them doing that, they came and, uh, and questioned Jesus. Why did they do that? We're trying to stop them. Jesus said, do not stop them. For once they used my name to do this, not that they were using the good spirit. It's like today, there are some people call themselves men of God and prophet of God who say they can, you know, cast out these spirit. But they themselves are using a cottage spirit to do that. You understand? But the, the, Jesus said, don't stop him because once they use my name, it will be difficult for them to say anything evil of me. You understand? So just what I want to remind you is that Jesus' time, there were people who were doing that. They say they are casting out demons, but they were not using good spirit. They were not using the Holy Spirit. There are only two spirits in the spiritual world. Either the Holy Spirit of God or evil spirit from the devil. You understand? So, people can use either of them to cast a demon. But we will go through the Bible and see which one are people using today to say they cast out demons. Whether they are from God or they are from somewhere. So, that is the story in Mark chapter 9. Now, uh, uh, I gave you another example, which we read last week, okay, in Acts chapter 19, verse 13 to 14. Now, I read. It says, mm -hmm. then some of the, uh, some of the uh, itinerant Jews, exhausted, undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the name of Jesus whom Paul proclaimed. And these were the seven sons of Jewish high priests named the Siva. They were doing that. You see, these people are Jewish exorcists. But they were using Jesus' name to cast out demons. So it's not, it's not, a, a, I mean, a novel or a new thing. For people sitting today saying that they are casting out demons, they are using Jesus' name in Jesus' name. Even Jesus' time, people who were using evil spirit to cast evil spirits were doing that. You understand? But uh, the only difference is, if you read this uh, quotation, Acts chapter 19, okay, verse 13, 
to 14 and verse 15, you will see that the people could not cast out the demons. Why? And uh, what we read from here is, now, in verse 15, it reads, But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? The people who mentioned Jesus' name to cast out the demons, the demons questioned them. We know Jesus, we know the apostles. They are the only people that can cast us out. But who are you? So brothers and sisters, don't be amazed when you see people standing on your television saying that we can cast our demons, we can cast our demons. They have another spirit they are using to do this. Do you understand? Do you know that when Jesus cast out demons, the Pharisees, you know, these were the people who always go against Jesus. They said, I don't leave that Jesus because he is using the spirit of Bazebo to cast out demons. And Jesus even questioned them. How can Satan cast himself out? Right. Here, because they said Jesus is using Satan to cast out Satan. That is why Jesus questioned them that way. Because the Pharisees themselves, the Israelites, they knew that people were using evil spirit to do that. So when Jesus cast out demons, they thought Jesus was using the same spirit. But Jesus was using the Holy Spirit of God to cast out demons. And the apostles were also using the Holy Spirit of God to cast out demons. So I want you to understand that casting demons out... Uh, um, it's not only Jesus and his apostles that started, but they were using God's spirit to do that. Whereas the other people, like the false prophets, were using evil spirit to do that. So it, it was a cycle. Satan himself, okay, casting out Satan, right? And that is what was, you know, uh, uh, going on in those times. Now, this means not everyone can cast out demons, except only Jesus and his apostles. We are building up steps. We want to find out whether today, as I'm speaking, there are some people who are giving the powers or authorities to cast out demons. So we are building steps. Now we know that here is only Jesus and his apostles. Why? Because last week we learned that Jesus selected 12 among his disciples, named them apostles, and charged them and then also gave them authority, powers to cast out demons. They were doing that. And people who did not even belong to the apostles, when, uh, they, saw people, uh, they, when they saw them doing that, they questioned and then tried to stop them. But what happened? Now, sometimes people make mistakes. When they quote passages or they read some passages from the scriptures, which refer directly to the apostles, these people claim that it is for them also. Do you know, I'm going to read certain quotations in the Bible, which now some of the modern day Christians claim that that kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, that statement refers to the modern Christians. But let us read with open heart and open mind and find out whether these 
belonged to the modern people or Jesus was referring to his apostles. For example, for example, if you read Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, now this is what Jesus said, and I want you to read, and I want to read with you, uh, and, and ask ourselves what Jesus meant by this. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 16, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak in a new tongue. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. You see, people go and read here and say, yes, you see, Jesus said we will do that. So that is why I'm also doing this. Brothers and sisters, you don't understand the scriptures. Now, if you want to understand here whether it was referring specifically to the apostles or it was referring to everybody who called himself a Christian, let's start from verse 1 of Mark chapter 16. In verse 1 of Mark chapter 16, coming down, we see that Jesus has resurrected. And when Jesus resurrected, there's a lady called Mary supposed to be the Mary Magdalene, who saw Jesus first. And Jesus asked Mary to go and tell his brothers, who are his brothers? He meant the apostles, go and tell them that I have risen. And the scripture says that Mary went to tell them, but the Bible says the apostles, his disciples did not believe. Listen very well, we are building up. Why Jesus says, those who will believe, these signs will follow them. Why Jesus said that? Okay. And that is the first time. And the second time, Jesus met two disciples of him who were going into the village. They didn't know Jesus has risen. But Jesus revealed himself to them and then said to them, go and tell my apostles, my disciples, that I have risen. Now, these two men went to tell the apostles. But what happened? They didn't believe them either. Why? Jesus has, you know, worked with these apostles for three good years. And he told them several times that he's going to die and come back on the third day. Now he has risen. Some people have seen him. And he has sent them to go and tell them. And two occasions, these apostles did not believe. So, if we read verse 15, Jesus appeared to them. And Jesus was not happy at all that these people, the apostles, did not believe those whom Jesus sent. You understand? Do you know that even that time when Jesus appeared to them, Thomas was not there. But when Thomas came and they told him that we have seen him, the Lord appeared to us. Thomas said, no, 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 no. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you frankly that the 12 apostles whom one died and then there were 11 when Jesus resurrected, they didn't believe Jesus' resurrection. They did, Jesus himself will say it. You understand? They didn't believe that he's resurrected. Now, it happened that it's only Thomas who was bold enough to say that 
unless I see the nail print in your hand, I will not believe. Unless I see your side wound where the spear was, you know, thrust, I will not believe. And sometimes we think that it's only Thomas that, uh, you know, did not believe. All of them, we understand. So this kind of, you know, disbelief from the point of the apostles and Jesus said, okay, I'm sending you. So when you get to verse 16, verse 16, and this is what Jesus said, I'm sending you to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creation. Those who believe, you baptize them and they will be saved. So that is the first, those who believe. Now, in Mark chapter 16, verse 16 to 20, there are two types of those who believe. The first one, when you preach the gospel to them, and they believe, and they are baptized, I will save, save them. And then, uh, that is what Jesus, and then when you come uh, to verse 19, when do you come to the verse 19, or let's quickly uh, go to verse 17. Jesus said, and these signs will accompany those who will believe. So there's another those who will believe here. And who are those who will believe? Remember, the apostles did not believe when Jesus Christ resurrected. So Jesus said, and these signs, I'm going to tell you some signs. These signs are going to follow those who will believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So who is Jesus referring to here? Who are those who believe? In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. And they will pick up serpent with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus said those who believe these signs are going to follow them. Was Jesus referring to those the apostles are going to preach to them? Or he was referring to the apostles themselves. That is where people get it wrong. Jesus was directly telling the apostles that if you believe that I have resurrected and you go, these signs are going to follow you. Because as I stand now, there are some who still disbelieve that I have risen. And he told them. And if you read the Bible, said Jesus rebuked them. For not believing that he is risen. So this quotation does not belong to every follower of Jesus Christ. It was solely for the apostles. So those who do not understand the Bible. Just standing here and saying that we can do this. We can do this. You are just making uh, I mean, fun of yourself. You cannot do that. This passage does not belong to you. Now. Verse 19 and 20. We are still in Mark chapter 16, verse 19 and 20. Listen, and listen carefully. There you know that, indeed, this passage, Jesus was referring to his apostles. And this is what he said. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, to which people? To the apostles. Remember, now the apostles are 11 because Judas hung himself and died. So the apostles has now become 11. You understand? So if you read verse 40, it will tell you that Jesus appeared to the 11. 40 and 15. He said, appeared to the 11. And after he had spoken to them, okay, what did he say? 
he, Jesus, was taken up into heaven, and he sat down the right hand of God, and they, who are the they? The apostles. And they went out, preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them, confirmed the message by the accompanying signs. He said, if you believe and you go, these signs are going to follow you. And after Jesus said that, he was taken up into heaven, going to sit at the right hand of his Father, Almighty God. And then the Bible says, then the apostles went to preaching, and Jesus Christ worked with them and confirmed the message by the signs that he said, accompanying signs. So, it's not everyone that can perform all these signs. It's not only the apostles that cast out demons. They were the only people that spoke in new languages because Jesus was sending them to the world. And remember, people in the world, they have different tongues, different languages. Sometimes my people, my good friends, and my brothers and sisters in Charismatics and the Pentecostals, when they hear the word tongues, they think tongues is different thing. Tongues is language. It's language. Like somebody will read, uh, uh, speak Arabic, some German, some will read uh, Cant uh, Cantonese, what is it, uh, what do you call it, uh, Chinese language, and some will, will speak uh, Buzanga language and all these things. So these are all languages that Jesus promised them that they are going to speak. It's not hey, ba 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 hey, ba 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 as our brothers are doing. My brothers are confused. They don't understand this. Speaking in tongues is not gibberish. Speaking in tongues is speaking somebody's language that you yourself were not born in. I've already uh, done speaking in tongues. When you go to my Facebook page and you flick through, you can find a speaking in tongues and you can listen to that. You understand? That is why, you see, speaking in tongues is the only easiest thing people can think and do. You can't raise up the dead. But the apostles were raising up the dead. The Bible says that if they, they, uh, 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 they touch serpent, it will not harm them. Now, it is clear that we saw one of the apostles who, you know, was bitten by snake in Paul. If you read Acts chapter 28, Paul was bitten by snake. And the people with Paul thought that Paul was going to die. But he just shook his hands, okay? Nothing happened to Paul because Jesus has promised the apostles that even if they are bitten by snakes, it will not do them anything. Those people who are claiming they can cast out demons today and do this, let them be bitten by snake and see what will happen to them. Let them drink poison because he told them that you will drink poison, nothing will happen to you. Let them raise the dead. Why are they not doing it? If this quotation belongs to every Christian who follows Jesus Christ, why are they not doing it? Brothers and sisters, let us not be naive in the word of God. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit guide us when we read the, the Bible to understand. And to help you understand this, please try to visit the Church of Christ because they can teach you to understand the Bible well if you want to understand. This passage is not for everyone, but Jesus, uh, you know, was directing it to the apostles. Now, 
to uh, confirm this, to confirm this, we can also go back to Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 8. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, there was another instruction from Jesus to his apostles. He also told them to go and preach. Now, there are two go and preach to the apostles in the Bible. The first one was before Jesus Christ's death. Here, when he sent them, he sent them to a particular area. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 said, Jesus selected 12 of his disciples, named them apostles. He mentioned them, them by names in Matthew chapter 10, verse 2. And then when you get to verse 5, this is what uh, uh, Jesus said. Verse 5, this is what the scripture says. And I want to read. Verse 5 says, And these 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no towns of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You, have, you receive without pay, give without pay. Now, this was instruction to the apostles direct. And here, Jesus instructed them to go and preach for the gospel uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. But he said, don't go into the Gentile world. Okay? It's only after my death that people from Gentile world will also will come to know God. But here, they, Jesus has not died. So he instructed the apostles to go only to the lost sheep of Israel. Not even Samaria. Don't go there. And when they were going, or when he sent them, he said, these signs are going to accompany you. You can heal the sick, you can raise the dead, you can cleanse the leopard, you can cast out demons. This is to the apostles. And this was before he died, and after his resurrection, there was a second goal. And this second goal, he also told them, because that is when he resurrected and they didn't believe. Two occasions, they did not believe Jesus has risen. Look, Peter, who even doubt, had to run to the tomb to look uh, for uh, it for himself. He didn't believe. And that is why Jesus Christ rebuked them and said that, okay, I'm sending you to go. And now, not only to the house of Israel, go into the world and preach the gospel. And those who will believe and go, these signs are going to follow them. He said those who will believe because the apostles did not believe when he resurrected. So these passages, they all confirm that Jesus was referring to the apostles and apostles alone. But there are some people who stand on your television screens, said, I can cast out demons, I can raise the dead, I can speak in tongues, I can do this. Brothers and sisters, they cannot do any of these things because those powers were not given to them. Remember, we have read a Bible where people use Jesus' name trying to cast out demons, but they fail because they were not given those powers. So if you are not part of the apostleship, you cannot do those things. So please 
let us not allow ourselves to be deceived by some people who call themselves men of God, prophet of God, and uh, whatever they call themselves. They can't do anything. Please, let us read the Bible with open mind. And we can help you to understand the Bible better. Now, there were another group too that Jesus sent. And I think we're going to talk about this group. And then we will pause here for tonight. Now, this group that Jesus sent, the question is, were they mandated to cast out demons, to do the healing and do all these things? We're going to read for ourselves here. We read this from Luke chapter uh, 10 verse 1 and then we jump to chapter 17. We just want to see the kind of people who were giving this instruction. Okay, so Luke chapter 10 verse 1. Jesus is sending another group of people. But the question we are asking is, were they giving powers as Jesus gave to the apostles to cast out demons? Were they also giving that? Now, you have to open your mind and your eyes very well because people are confused. I have to read here several times before I understood what the scripture was trying to say. Now, Luke chapter 10 verse 1 says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others. After this, what is after this? Now, if you go to Luke chapter 9, that is where Jesus called the 12 and sent them, gave them powers to cast demons, to have powers over uh, diseases, and heal the sick and even raise the dead. Verse 9, uh, chapter 9 said it. But when it came to, uh, come to chapter 10, and chapter 10 begin by saying that after that, after Jesus ascended 12, he also appointed 72 others and sent them ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Jesus now called his disciples and selected 72 of them, divided them into 36 uh, groups, that is two, 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 and said, go into the village where I'm also coming. Here, the Bible did not say that when Jesus sent them, he commanded them to cast demons or anything. No, it is not there. Now, when we jump to verse 17, let's read verse 17 to 20. These 72 that he sent, he said, Then the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even demons are subjected to us in your name. 72 came, and they were happy because they've seen something they've not seen before. Oh, Jesus, you see, when we went out there to where you sent them, we saw demons subjecting to us. They were lying down for us. Well, these people, Jesus did not tell them they are going to cast demons. But demons are lying down for them. They are subjecting to them. Why? Remember, Jesus has already given the apostles permission, authority to cast out these demons. So before the 72 left, the apostles were doing that. So the demons are already going down before them because the apostles have already made their work so easy for them. So they came with joy to tell Jesus, ah, this is what we saw. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? And he said to them, Jesus says to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Jesus said, oh, 
is this what you, you, you are happy? Look, I saw Jesus, uh, Satan falling from heaven flat on the earth. What does that mean? Did Jesus see Satan coming down? No, what is basically mean? This is like uh, apocalyptic what literature saying, okay? He saw Satan falling flat. It means now Satan is being defeated. So it's no wonder that these demons subjected to you. I saw Satan being defeated. Okay, and then he said, Behold, I have given you authority to trade on the serpents and scorpions and all uh, over the power of your enemy and nothing shall hurt you. And this is where people make a mistake because they go and read that. They say, ah, listen, he said he's given us authority to work on serpents and all these things. You go and work on serpents now. You go and work on scorpion and see what will happen to you. This was not meant for you. And even this was not meant for the 72. Now, when did Jesus give them authority to step on scorpions, to heal the sick and cast out demons? When? Jesus has already in chapter 9 given these powers to the apostles. The apostles alone. And now after that, he said the 72. And the 72 went and these demons were already down for them. Because the apostles have been mandated, they have powers to cast them out. So Jesus said, look, I have given you the authority already. Here, he was referring to the authority given to the apostles on behalf of all his disciples. Because the apostles were given the key, okay, to open the door, all the disciples can go through the door. The apostles were given powers to cast out all these demons. So now, when I go, the demons are afraid of me because there's some powers that are casting them out. That is all it means here. So these 72, they came out, they didn't know what was happening. If they were given the power to cast them out, they will understand why. But because they were not given those powers, but they went down there and these evils were, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, subjecting to them. And they came marveling and, you know, came to Jesus and said, ah, we saw them. And Jesus said, well, I have given you powers already. Why? He's given them to the apostles on behalf of all his disciples. That is what it means. Okay. And then he said, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirit are subject to you. But rejoice that your name are written in the book of life. Hallelujah. That is what is important. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this is that there are some people sitting in this 21st world saying that they have powers to cast demons. They have powers to raise the dead. They have power to heal. They have power to speak in tongues. And I'm saying they are all lying. You don't have those powers. Those powers were given the apostles and apostles alone. Now, when we come to part four next week, we will see that there were some people who were actually casting out demons that were not the apostles. Mm. But Uncle Paul, you are saying that it's only Jesus and his apostles. Why are you also saying that there were some people? Now, we will use the Bible to prove. And then to prove to say that these people only could cast demons through the hands of the mm -hmm. apostles. So, it tells you that 
without the involvement of the apostles, no one can do that. So next week, when we will come, we, we are going to treat, apart from the apostles, where other people to giving authority to cast out demons. We will use the Bible to study this. And then we ask ourselves, today, are people giving authority to cast out demons? And remember that in Jesus' time, there were people that were casting demons using demonic spirit to do that. There, there were people there. And Acts chapter 19, you saw that some people even used Jesus' name trying to do that. Now, when uh, uh, John asked Jesus, he said, we saw some people casting out demons using your name. So to use Jesus' name to cast demons, it's not a new thing. But the one underneath is the devil himself. Now, we Africans, once upon a time, we were, you know, uh, adulterers, pagan worshippers. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, idol worshipping. Okay? Until we embrace Christianity and this are changing. But still, there were they, they are these adulterers there. These fetish priests, we call them that comfort in our local language in Ghana, they have powers to cast out witchcraft and all these things they say. But which powers is that? Is that a power of uh, uh, the Holy Spirit? No. They are still using evil to do that evil thing. And the same thing, there are some people who use the Bible, okay, to cover. So the Bible is undercover. And they say, we are using God's name to do that. It's not from God. Now, are demons still alive? Exist? Yes, demons exist. Okay? Can people cast them out today? We will find out next week. And if they are there, should we be afraid of them? We will find out next week. And we'll continue and talk about witchcraft because that is what the problem the uh, uh, problem is. To the extent that they have to lynch somebody, kill the person, suspecting her to be a witch. So follow me, please. Invite people to follow this lesson too so that we all can understand the scriptures as the Holy Spirit have given us the utterance. This again is your brother Paul Offin. If you want to know more about these kind of teachings, this is the biblical truth. Please visit the Church of Christ in your community. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Maybe you'll find some will struggle to find it, but you Google the Church of Christ in your country, whether in Pakistan, whether in India, whether in Africa, whether in Europe, Church of Christ will be there. It will be in your country. Please visit them. You can do online study with them. Okay, if you drop me uh, a text that you want to study uh, more about this, I will show you. Please, your salvation is important. Some people have deceived us because they themselves don't understand the Bible. But remember, Jesus said, if a blind man leaves a blind man, both fall into pain. So you have to open your eyes and listen to this truth because these are the only truth. The truth is only one that can help you. Your brother Paul, thank God for your life. And I also thank you very much 
for following me all the time. Please share this message to as many as you can and God will bless you.